Yeah, 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 it's your man, DJ Tamil. And when I'm up in Vancouver, I'm chilling and listening to 101.9, the best station, the best station in whole Canada. What? I said it. <laughs> You know, the stuff that inspires me is, is just the underground sound, 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 Paste as always Thursday nights here on CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting from uh, UBC campus, Vancouver here on the west coast, unceded Musqueam territory, as always. And uh, first off, I'd like to uh, give a shout out to the show sponsor for Copy Paste right now. It's uh, the Center for Digital Media, a uh, world class grad school here in Vancouver. Uh, they do lots of really cool like next level technology stuff, uh, technology projects, working with industry and everything, and uh, yeah, they're uh, sponsoring Copy Paste because uh, they know what's up in the underground dance world, and uh, so if you want to hear more about uh, the Center of Digital Media, hit up thecdm.ca and find out about the grad program, and uh, yeah, so uh, this week a special special episode of Copy Paste, I'm not on the deck this week, we got uh, uh, Rennie Foster in here, going to do an interview and a guest mix. What's hey, up? hey, nice to uh, be on Copy Paste. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Rennie's been, uh, been kicking it for a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> always on the grind. Uh, so we're uh, going to go for a little interview here, and then uh, we'll get into a guest mix by himself, and uh, we'll let you know what's in that mix in a short minute as well. Uh, so, yeah, you've been doing this for a while, I guess. How, how long have you been DJing? I'm sure that's a question you get asked a lot, but... Uh, um, well, um, it's a really hard question actually to answer because I started into this culture primarily as a dancer in the yeah. early 80s as a break dancer, as a really young uh, kid. But the DJing aspect was a big deal even from back then. The My mentor at the time was a, a DJ as well as a break dan- older break dancer. Uh, and um, he turned me on to... The music from a really early age and the exploration into the music and the culture for me was an ongoing thing that went all through uh, you know rapping DJing making pause button tapes writing graffiti breakdancing uh, everything it was all kind of um, one thing even you know the hip-hop stuff that we were doing and then also the early house music from the 80s late 80s from Chicago and New York and those kind of things were coming at me from mixtapes and uh, that kind of music was um, always uh, uh, for for the first um, 
more than, I don't even know, more than a decade at least, uh, hip-hop and house music were really uh, attached together hmm. until, um, you know, they broke apart mostly from what looks what seems like marketing certain uh, aspects of each of those culture each of those cultures but I, i'm not i'm not really sure but for a long very long time i've been involved in it and uh djing is only the most recent thing and i got very serious about that in the 90s but um but uh, before that i'd had turntables from the thrift store in my room and made pause button tapes and had already been working on beats and things mm-hmm. so it was a uh, you know, it's all part of one thing for me is what I, I yeah. meant to say, which has been going on an obsession of mine since I was uh, very young. Young. Yeah, I mean, those are all like the the or original like counterculture movements. Really. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a pretty good way to time up. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's cool. So you're. Uh, it's kind of cool that back in those times when uh, these like cultures that are fairly entrenched now were more like I guess open and kind of just. It, it wasn't really, like, categorized in the same way? Is that mm-hmm. what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. And, uh, uh, yeah, it wasn't categorized in the same way. In fact, um, I didn't really, even though I was such a serious B-boy and and into graffiti and all those things, I don't even think the word hip-hop was really in my vocabulary at that time. We called it all kinds of different things, you know, like uh, electric boogaloo and electro and, you know, this was that and funk was a word that was around a lot. And, you know, house was just kind of one of those words. It just described a different sort of, uh, mostly like another city or, you know, Mm. oh, that's that kind of like Chicago stuff. Mm. But it was uh, part of all part of the same kind of thing. The same people were into, you know, one thing than another. It was like an antithesis of rock and roll or, you know, like a, I don't know how to explain it, but a kind of a, it was just the cutting edge of what people were doing with music and technology right. dur- during that time and for a dance floor and through DJ culture as the catalyst into the society, right? Sounds yeah. like an underground, eh? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So uh, yeah. so, so you've you've kind of seen, like, the state of uh, dance music, I guess, through, through the decades. Uh, so how do you feel about, uh, I guess, the scene now? Oh, uh, right now, it's really good, I think. Yeah, uh, I think it's kind of a renaissance time. Like, mm-hmm. I feel a lot of energy in the air and a lot of, um, like, people interested in, in very cutting-edge and avant-garde parts of it, not just the, uh, the marketing and the numbers all around it, which it kind of... Um, it seemed like a good part of the culture uh, is is got lost in that and cur- is currently lost in that. But I think there is a very healthy uh, subculture of of what you might call underground artists or uh, artists who are not or choosing opting out of that way of thinking. That uh, you know it doesn't need a certain amount of numbers attached to it to be relevant and um, you know the the the, the things that were becoming more and more accepted and then went past being accepted to being required to participate are people are finding ways around those things and uh, navigating that into create something more authentic again. Mm -hmm. And I feel uh, a resurgence in um, underground music and I feel like young people are more interested in the authentic subculture than some of the, than, than uh, younger people maybe, from a previous um, wave, you mm. might say, um, similar to the way 
uh, I remember it being when I was quite young. But, uh, you know, I think it's all perspective depending on who you're around. There's, there's always great stuff happening and questionable things happening. Maybe it's just uh, I've um, myself, maybe I've just positioned myself more to be surrounded by that kind of thing. But I feel really good about where um, electronic music and where house music and techno music are at right now. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it sounds like you're, you're kind of talking about just the, the amount of opportunities there are now. Uh, do you think there's more now or less or um, in terms of like uh, just giving people, uh, you know? I'm not sure if opportunities are the right word. I mean, mm-hmm. opportunities sounds like a hookup. You know, mm-hmm. it sounds like, oh, a door opened for me. I sold this many records, so I had the opportunity to be in – mix mag and then you know that opportunity gave me you know this, these promoters heard about me this was is sort of the the way that the dance music culture has been built up to operate but it doesn't really operate like that behind mm-hmm. the scenes and hasn't for a long time uh so you know opportunities are kind of um sometimes what looks like an opportunity uh, is kind of just bs you know mm-hmm. like uh, i think you have to go into this thing creating your own opportunities with a DIY kind of attitude and create real leverage in your game and, you know, build something. Uh, It's not about looking to come up on somebody else, what someone else has built. It's more about building something and, uh, and then participating with what, with what you've built with those that'll participate with you. I think I'm, I'm, I'm starting to look at the whole thing in a little bit different way. And, and uh, although words like opportunity is still relevant, I'm always looking for the re- good opportunities, but I'm not depending on opportunities right. to um, get my music to people who might like it and mm. things like that. I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking to make my own opportunities and, and hopefully build opportunities for other people. Mm. Yeah. So you said you, you, you're thinking about this kind of has kind of changed recently. Um, do you think that has affected the way you approach like making music as well? Or is that how do you, how do you feel? Has that kind of had a trajectory? No, it, it hasn't affected it. In fact, the way I made music has always um, already uh, underlined this core belief, which is why um, why my music is better than the way I thought about it. In some ways, like I um, I saw many opportunities to compromise. What I was doing, for example, when Devil's Water was quite big, it was it was. That's a, a track by yourself. Yes, yes, that's probably my best-selling track or my most known track, and it, when that was happening, there was a lot of pressure for me to create it again and uh, or create something similar, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I couldn't. I found that I couldn't. And at the time, it was frustrating, but then I realized that's not the way I do music anyway. And uh, the way I've always done music has been, um, I think, more rebellious than I would have liked to give it credit for. And now I'm sort of catching up to it with mm. my philosophy, my way of thinking. Mm. But I've always made a music in a in a rebellious way, in a way that was what um, I'm supposed to be, what I should be making is not what I'm making. So... Like, whereas some people see a genre or something that's been defined recently and, and want to conform their music to be identified with that uh, certain thing, you know, from like a marketing perspective or a, or just that's the limitation of what they're interested in, 
it's not it's never been that way for me my my journey has always been about rebelling against those things yeah it seems like then you would even uh have trouble i mean as much as we talk about the underground being like kind of the alternative to mainstream uh cultures and various music genres or anything but even even in underground scenes there's still like trends there's still yes. kind of things that are popular and things that are changing right. so i mean do you find it difficult to like establish yourself in any kind of uh, subculture if you're even if you're trying to constantly create something like different than what's out there uh yes until recently hmm. so you know like a lot of people talk of say the words underground house all the time and um they say oh this is underground house or this is underground house and it sounds like the music i've been making for like 20 years hmm. so i i've started to um feel like oh if these people are all interested in these records you know, well, I'm in luck because I've already been doing that for a really long, long, long time, mm -hmm. right? But re but really, I wasn't trying to make that sound. I, I think um, I think that sound came from different rebels who who uh, are more like, well, you know, put it this way: all the people that I deal with in in the techno music world call my music house, and all the people in the house music world call my music techno. Mm -hmm. There's and uh, and I've never tried to make it more definitive one or the other. When I was working with Subject Detroit, it made me want to write more housey tracks. And when I was working with Rebirth, it made me want to get back in touch with uh, what I was doing with quick, faster, and harder music. So um, I've never really uh, had like a, an attachment to any of those words. I've always sort of tried to like bust bust them mm -hmm. open. You know? I think that's a it's a good time for that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I feel like the time caught up with the way that I think about music <laughs> in some cool. ways. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna finish this up real quick, but I do want to okay. talk about uh, your label that you've. Uh, how long have you been doing the label for? Uh, well, I um, technically I started RF in 2011 with two vinyl releases, uh, Pontoons and Falling Skyward Part Two, with the Hiroshi Watanabe and GG Galaxy remixes on it. Gigi Galaxy is Gary Martin from Detroit, uh, the Technonical label. Hmm. Uh, that that um, was the beginning, but then I didn't really... Uh, those two records were kind of a learning experience for me, and then there was uh, some, some gap. And then in 2014, I relaunched it as um, what it is now, which was is a, you know, both digital and vinyl. We've done... Uh, two records we're about to do our third on the rf tracks label um and then a, a lot of uh, digital releases in those two years about 30 mm -hmm. uh releases um mostly of my older back catalog remastered and remixed new uh mixed in with new stuff new remixes of older stuff uh stuff that had become was on like defunct labels or vinyl only labels mm -hmm. that i was making um available to people digitally cool and then last year I started really putting out the newer stuff, and this year I'm putting out stuff, uh, newer stuff by myself, but also a roster of artists that are that are uh, really good, including some uh, Canadian artists, uh, Vancouver's The Passenger and right. uh, Dronus from Vancouver as well, and um, some some other artists from elsewhere in the world, Jay Garcia from Detroit, uh, Spin Fidelity from uh, Manchester. Um, defunct from Sheffield, so it goes on. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's exciting. I mean, I'm always glad to hear people just putting more of a spotlight on uh, Canadian artists as well, and and Vancouver artists because because uh, 
I mean, we're a bit of a small city, but there's a lot of talent here as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. There's there's talent. Uh, there's there's talent and forward thinking people in every city. You know, mm-hmm. the underground is the underground. It's as cheesy as it might sound, but everywhere you go, uh, you'll find people who are pushing the envelope um, away from what is accepted and popular, and 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 looking for new looking for new uh, ways forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for talking here. I feel like we could have talked for another 20 minutes. Yeah, so. Cheers, man. But, thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, so we're going to take a quick break here. And uh, when we come back, we got the mix from uh, Rennie Foster coming up. Uh, what's the first track on here? Uh, uh, the first track is going to be, it's called 94, New York 94 from, uh, oh, what, what's the artist? Rising Sun. I don't know the label. And then uh, right after that, I'm playing a, a Blackjack track on RF called uh, Exoplanet on the brand new Entrowork Volume 2 release that we just put out a couple few days ago. Right on. So we have Rising Sun and Blackjack coming up on uh, Copy Paste to keep it locked. we got the mix coming up. Cheers. Are you interested in Indigenous issues? Do you get ticked off with ongoing colonization? Do you have something to say? Or do you want to learn more? We have just the thing. Join UBC's first ever Indigenous Radio Collective at CITR Radio, Unceded Musqueam Territories. Our show, Unceded Airwaves, airs every Monday from 11 to 12, and we meet from 12 to 1 to plan our upcoming shows. We're interested in content covering various things from film to literature, current day politics, history, whatever you want to talk about, we're into it. Everyone welcome, Indigenous and non-Indigenous. Hey there. Farev. We're the Armenian Students Association, and we're here to bring together everyone, Armenians and non-Armenians, who are interested in learning about the Armenian culture here at UBC. Find us on Facebook at ASA UBC to stay up to date. We look forward to seeing you at our future events. Tune in to Copy Paste right now. Just had an interview with Rennie Foster. He's now uh, lining up the guest mix for us here. 48 minutes of uh, genreless underground dance vibes. Keep a lot to CITR for the next 45 minutes. Listen. 
This track right here is Kevin Castro on D Records, which is a label run by San, uh, uh, Santonio Eccles in Detroit. And uh, this is a drivetrain remix of, I can't remember the name of the track, but very fresh track. I remember all the names associated with it, though. Yeah, Something that sounds me too. <laughs> well, it's a straight vibe track. Yeah. Thank you. 
so uh, this track right here is 25 to life one of my tracks Rennie Foster on uh, RF music google that up 252 life check it out the track before that was lullaby by Morgan Geist on Environ yeah duh, where uh, where can we get uh, your own label stuff I, best place for that? you can get the vinyl the RF tracks vinyl um, at any place where you buy vinyl so like online at Dex or Clone, Juno, uh, any of those vinyls, any of those vinyl spots. Uh, for the digital, you can get it anywhere you buy digital. The label is just called RF and that's, uh, you know, iTunes, Beatport, TrackSource, all those spots. Yeah, a- anywhere where you can buy digital music. Also, you should check out my Bandcamp, Rennie Foster Bandcamp and, on Bandcamp and uh, yeah. That's you can get it there too. Keep a lookout for it. Yeah, thanks.
This track right here is by Benny from the UK on Orbis Records. I got some uh, stuff from Benny coming up on RF as well. This one's not though. This is uh, on Orbis. It's called Minimize.
This track right here is a new one on RF. This is me, Rennie Foster. It's called Just a Mask, and it comes out in April, the end of April, April 27th, I believe. Yeah, with remixes from John Shima, Drivetrain from Detroit, and uh, the Groundwork Remix Contest that we did here in Vancouver, the two winners of that. So that would, that'll be from Meaty and uh, Kuma. Yeah, Just a Mask. And that exclusive stuff on copy paste here.
got carried away here. We're a little running out of time here on copy paste. No problem. Mix has been too good. Uh, but yeah, thanks for stopping by, Rennie. Cheers. Cheers. And thanks for having me. Of course. And uh, yeah, are you uh, are you playing any shows upcoming? Oh, 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 you put me on the spot. I don't <laughs> know off the top of my head. I know I'm playing at the end of the month uh, at Gorgamish. April's a, April's a little slow, but May is. Uh, there's things happening in May. I'm just not sure off the top of my head. <laughs> yes, lots of things. And I'm playing all... Uh, you can catch me in Vancouver at Gorgamish. I play there a couple of times a, a month. So uh, that's where my residency is. So if you want to come see me and DJ in, uh, in Vancouver, check Gorgamish. I'll also be playing at the uh, 90s Raver reunion coming up in May. So if, we, if you know what that is, check that out. Uh, it's, it's going down somewhere in Richmond at a... a undisclosed spot spot yeah secret spot yeah i can't say that on the radio <laughs> yeah uh yeah if, if people want to follow up on your stuff what's the best way to uh follow your, your stuff www.renniefoster.com r-e-n-n-i-e-f-o-s-t-e-r.com uh that's got links to all my social media right on the front there and uh anywhere where you digest music i have music so if you listen to music spotify or wherever just uh youtube whatever type my name in there and there's music there yeah got yeah. you on soundcloud as well yep. facebook yep. twitter all that good stuff all that stuff it's all there and you can buy it even wow yeah. incredible <laughs> buy it too yeah cool besides that yeah all right well thanks for stopping by it's a great mix and uh hopefully we'll see you around the city cheers thank keep you hustling. very much man respect peace and uh yeah keep it uh keep it locked citr because pierre's coming through with oral tentacles he'll take you through the rest of the night uh i just want to give another shout out to the show sponsor for copy paste uh, the center for digital media a grad school here in vancouver if you're interested in making cool technology projects the center for digital media is the place to do it you can go to the cdm.ca for more info on that and uh more copy paste will happen next week next thursday so i'll see you then I keep on CITR.